You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. I got a super, super fun one for you all today. I got one of my favorite people in the entire world, Mr. Ken Jocelyn. What's up? What's up, man? Dude, I'm stoked to be here in Utah in Salt Lake City, man. Dude, thank you so much for being on the show. This is this is awesome, dude. We've been trying to put this together for a long yeah. time. And I was on your podcast for a while. But dude, I mean, you've literally, I mean, I'm not maybe you flew in like last night just to just to do this. So it means a lot. Um, I know you got a busy day, you're heading to Silicon Slopes and you got some fun things going on there. But um, dude, you're you're one of the most amazing people I've ever met. I hope I hope you know that. Like we well, me and you've had that, some some amazing talks. Um, we're always, you know, you're always checking up on me. You're always you know, very, you know, communicative towards me. Um, I remember you FaceTime me when you were in, in like Puerto Rico or something with a, with a bunch of people. That oh, was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And um, so I'm just excited to, to get on this podcast and talk about everything that you do because you're, you know, extremely well connected. You're an amazing speaker. You're an amazing author. You have a, a fantastic book. Um, you have a, mag, a fantastic mastermind. I mean, you're all over the place. Um, you're a real estate agent. Um, you're just an awesome dude. So would love to, you know, I think I kind of, you know, I'm, I don't know if there's more that you want to you no, say about what no, you do. But. Well, let me, let me say this to start off. There's a, there's a reason, dude, I, I love who you are. It's, it's, you know, we both get around and we, we were talking about this off air just a minute ago. We, you know, I, I host the number one faith-based entrepreneur conference in America with guys like Brendan Burchard and John Maxwell and Ed Milet and Randy Garn and Gary Breck and all the guys, Vic Keller, everybody. Right. So we both get around some pretty amazing people. Dude, I'm 55 years old. When I get around guys your age who are doing what you're doing and I see the character and the integrity and really the humility that you operate in, I'm like, well, it kind of it, I, it makes me sit up and take notice. So that means a lot. Thank you. Dude, that's you. But I mean, that's you know, we were talking off air again about your parents and how you were raised and some of the, and the, and the way that you were raised and you know, you're you're solid. And so it's easy. It's easy to cheer for guys like you. No, no, dude, I mean, means yeah. the world. I, I just try to be me. I mean, I. I have some amazing parents that that the greatest examples of human beings I could ever ever imagine. Like they they've done so many things for so many people, and I just I love them to death. I mean, they're they're, they're I wish I could be half the parent. I mean, it, and they've been they're married almost fifty years, and I don't know if I've ever really seen them argue. Or I mean, they're just they're always together. They built all the businesses together. They they've, they've done everything together, and you know that's just you know great examples of human beings and and. You know, I, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I want to be more well known for who I am and then, you know, and helping people and doing different things and, you know, things that we have. Cause, you know, the one thing, I, the one thing I love about watching, just watching your journey over the past year since you and I connected is, you know, you're this being CEO of your, of, of the Haugen, I guess it's RV group or yep. whatever you, whatever you call it. Just watching the challenges that you faced and then watching you be public about yeah. the challenges and yeah. watching you go, man, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is hard. And really, you know, a lot of people think entrepreneurship and being a CEO of a massive company is easy. Dude, it's hard. It's, but to, it's really hard. But to watch you be so transparent and authentic on your social media, I'm telling you, I, I don't even know that you realize this. One of the main things I talk about all over the country is great leaders want something for people, not from people. Right. 
And when I get around you, that that's that's what I sense from you. You really do want something for people, not from people. And so for you to get on your social media and really talk about the problems and the issues, because bro, we live in an Instagram world, right? Yes, we do. I mean, yes, it's like do. everything's glitz and glamour, everything's great. Right. The reality of it is, it's just not that way all the time. Right. And I just I just love how you really how you use your platform to help other people to go, hey. It's not, it's not always, it's not always amazing. Sometimes it's tough, right? but I, and I'm going to share and be super transparent with my life to be able to help you walk through some tough right. times. No, it means a lot. I, I'm, you know, I, I've never really had, I guess, a big ego or anything like that. Like I, I guess, and I, I've, I've never really cared a lot of what people think, which is, you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for people to see this journey. Cause there is kind of like a, a hard, there is a hard side to entrepreneurship and there's a hard side to owning the business. There's a hard right. side of having employees. And, you know, we talk about like a lot of the glamorous stuff on social media and this and that and the other. But then, you know, I get phone calls all the time from friends of like, dude, I'm struggling. Like, what about you? Like, oh, I'm struggling, too. So I kind of just decided and said, well, I I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are you know going through the same things I'm going. And it's all relevant. Like if you need to come up with a thousand bucks or a hundred thousand or a million, it's all relevant. Right. It's a problem is a problem, whether it's a thousand dollar problem, a million dollar problem. It's it's a, it's a problem. And so. You know, what I wanted to do is 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 be the guy that's like, hey, I'm going through this right now. Walk with me weekly instead of saying, hey, five years ago, this happened or three years ago, that happened. Or last year I was dealing with this because everybody feels so alone. I mean, some of these people that are super successful that have called me that have these massive businesses, massive followings, Mm -hmm. like these all this stuff that's going through these problems are calling like, you know, me saying, hey, like, you know, what did you do? How do you do this? How do you do that? And I'm like, you know, you're not alone. They're like, well. I feel so alone. So you know, it's crazy you say that because on the on my landing page for our website for our mastermind mm-hmm. and the landing page for create the one of the very first thing is it says don't do business alone. Right. Because so many people feel like, man, I'm trapped on this island all by myself. Right. All by myself. And especially if you're going through harder times, right? Because we're always <laughs> afraid. A, a lot of people are not real friends, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, that are, you know, you know, back when Instagram, you know, the blue check mark meant a lot, mm-hmm. you know, people were like, Oh, you know, friends with the blue check mark or, or, you know, want to get around in these circles because they had a, you know, big following or this and that and the other. And then all of a sudden they, they kind of disappear from social media or they're going through hard times or, or maybe they lose a business or this or that and the other, they kind of like completely like X them out. They're like, Oh no, 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 we're not doing that. But it's, it's like, I, you know, people don't, I don't feel like people wake up and want to suck or want to lose a business or doing it. Like it's just circumstances happen. Like with yeah. me, like I, you know, I don't feel like I'm a bad guy. I don't feel like I'm a bad business guy. Um, you know, there are things that I've obviously learned and can do much better that I, that's why I'm sharing my story because it's like, Hey, like, you know, the things I didn't think mattered and I thought I was much better than I was. And I thought I was positioned to basically kind of exit and be kind of detracted. Cause I used to tell everybody like I'm 99%, you know, out of the RV, but you know, like yeah. it's been, which it really wasn't like how I thought it was. And so you know, I'm always warning people like, hey, like, make sure you know, you're not running yourself too thin. You know, like the whole thing of the, you know, millionaires have, you know, seven streams of income. Yes. But like, how about you have the main one right. be the overflow? And then well, you, they like, don't have seven streams of income. Most of them don't until they become a millionaire. Exactly. And then they start adding because they've got income to right. be able to invest, to be able to get. Well, a lot of, of it has income. to do with what their main business is. Right. Like, right. you know, you look at, um, you know, like. You know, like we were just talking about like Warren Buffett, like Warren Buffett has a 
bunch of different avenues of stuff. But he his main thing is real estate. Like his main thing is his main thing, and everything kind of breaks off. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he did even mobile home real and like different yeah. real estate. Like every a lot of stuff has to do with you know the, the main thing. And I think you know when people you know like have like this this cash cow that's just throwing money at him, and all of a sudden they take like a left hand turn and go buy a you know, a kiosk in the mall or then they start right. going to this and start going to that because they think that they're this amazing business person, which I'm not saying you're not, but like that's completely different avenues. Right. And I wish that I would have done just Utah and just focus on Utah and then started adding like ancillary things to my dealerships, like storage and mobile service and doing different things like that instead of having to go so wide to feel like that's how I got the revenue. Right? It's a, it's a, but that's a great part about being an entrepreneur and a visionary is you can look at it and go, especially at your age, oh man, I didn't do this right. Right. Let me do this. Right. And then and then it really is the power of proximity. Right. Dude, proximity is a cheat code. Every breakthrough that I've had personally, even all the way back into umpiring college baseball or refereeing college basketball, I got to spend time with the best of the best. Marvin Hudson's been in the, in the he's been a big league umpire for 25 years, mm-hmm. been a crew chief for like two or three seasons now was my first clinician at my first high school camp I ever went to. Really? The first time I stepped on a basketball court to referee in high school, I'd refereed, you know, little, little kids in park and rec for like mm-hmm. two years. And I loved it, dude. I, I still, still play basketball. Not very good. Cause I'm old now, but, uh, I can still shoot the lights out of it, <laughs> I but it. I step out on a basketball court and Sally bell is my clinician. And now a lot of people may not know who she is. She's the most decorated women's official in the history of the sport. Really? 13 final fours and national championships, the Olympics, the first, the first, one of the first people chosen to officiate in the WNBA when they started the WNBA. Wow. And then she oversaw seven different Division I women's conferences, including the SEC. She was the schedule for all the, she was a coordinator for officials. I step on the floor and Sally's my clinician. Wow. How do you not get better when you've got these type of people in your life? Right. And dude, it, it went from there into ministry. I mean, I, I was around some of, when I was in ministry, I was around some of the best people in the world. I go from there into real estate. Again, some of the best people in the world. I go from there into doing what I'm doing now with entrepreneurial conferences and faith-based masterminds. Who am I spending time with? The best people in right. the world. And people go, how do you do that? And we've talked about this. Literally, it's living a life where you want something for people and not from people. I kind of want something from you. Right. I don't need, I always mention Vic Keller, my good friend, off, when we were off air just a while ago. 11 companies successfully acquired by Warren Buffett for an undisclosed amount of money. Right. I'll tell you how to be in it. Right. And then he served for three years as Warren's CEO for Berkshire Hathaway Automotives. Wow. Took it from $8 billion to $11 billion. Wow. We have a phone call scedule. It was last August. We've been friends now a little bit over a year. We have a phone call. It's 15 minutes on the calendar. My best friend was a CMO in one of the 14 com- companies that he owns now. We get on a call, and, dude, it goes an hour and 27 minutes. Wow. Dude, we just hit it off. I'm like, dude, this this dude is literally is my twin. He's bald-headed and he's not near as sexy as I am. <laughs> but he's a good dude. We're on the call. The last five minutes of the call, Jason, he goes, dude, I love what you're doing. How can I help you? I, I love Vic, that. I, I said, Vic, I don't need anything from you. He asked me six times. He goes, dude, what can I do to help you? Now, this guy has the ability to invest write a check, refer people, do all the things that, do I need that? You better believe I do. But right. that call wasn't about what Vic could do for me. It was, dude, I don't need anything for you. The sixth time he said, he asked me, he goes, dude, what can I do for you? I said, you know what you can do for me? I've got my mastermind in November in Scottsdale. It's the first through the fourth 
in Scottsdale, Arizona, come hang out with us for a couple of days. Right. He goes, I'll give you one day. So he flew in to Scottsdale, and I told you this off air, from Warren Buffett's house on Sunday having dinner with Mr. B, as he calls him. Right. Got there, speaks to my group, and goes, dude, I love this. I'm, I'm going to stay the whole time. Wow. And he's at everything we do now from a from a 15-minute calendared phone call that went an hour and 27 minutes, and now we talk all the time and text almost every day. Wow. No, that, and that's – that's that's huge because there's so many like, you know, for one taking the chance for the 50 minute phone call in, but then like being who you are and being the true, like, you know, like the human being that you are and like the want for, for helping people and not, like you said, not wanting, right. you know, like something from somebody because like you've never, I mean, like you, you're always trying to help me. Hey, how can I help you? How can I do this? How can I do that? And like that, that means a lot because. You know, like we or, or, like we're talking earlier, like sometimes this feels like we're on an island. Um, but when you when you start to you know get around those circles and you start to you know be honest with people and you start to just be authentic with people, the 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 Instagram people kind of you know come, <laughs> go go one way, yeah. and the real yeah. the yeah. real like yeah. non social people like the like you know I know multiple billionaires, multiple billionaires, and not a single person has you know they're a little older, but you know they don't have a lot of social presence. Maybe they do, maybe. They, mm-hmm. Or they have a Facebook with just their friends. You know, have 200 followers or whatever. Like they, they, you know, there's a, there's a big difference now, you know, we're in a world with like, you know, uh, personal branding and different things, which is perfectly okay. But like what I, you know, like, and, and I'm just being me, right? Like, cause I, I kept telling everybody like, how can I go act like everything's okay? When a lot of my, you know, I got a hundred and some employees when they're like, Hey, things are not okay. And then they start calling me out on Instagram. So I'm just going to yeah. be real with people, yeah. right? Like, People come to me and and I'll be real with them. And you know what's crazy talking about like proximity is, you know, this last weekend uh, was a limitless arena and, you know, they had a, a pretty wild, pretty wild lineup. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't realize like how many people were like following my social media or like, you know, actually yeah. like paid attention. Right. Um, but there was, you know, a, a couple guys, like one of them, like Pace Morby. Mm-hmm. Love that dude. Yeah, I love Pace. Like he sees me. Scream, dude! I love your content. Like you're, you're like you're a real one. Like you're doing. Then I'm yeah. like, oh, like oh, you know, thanks, man. Yeah. And but then multiple people started coming up to me saying the same thing you just did about like, hey, like you know, none of us really want to say what you're saying, but you're you're kind of giving us courage to really talk about the things that make think make it tough. And I'm like, dude, you're either gonna like it's motivation. Like now it's kind of self accountability because I'm telling you that I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. <clears throat> and you know, I want people to follow that journey. But then I had people come up to me that are you know. In, in my eyes, like uber successful. And they're like, Hey, I want to help you. Let's sit down, game plan your business out, game plan what your struggles are, game plan things out. You know, we have, you know, we can write checks, we can do whatever it needs. Like, and so I'm like, wow, like I've been thinking I've been living on an island, trying not to say anything to anybody right. for probably a year. Yeah. And then now I kind of go public with it in the last maybe three weeks. And then find like, you know, then I texted a few friends, like, Hey, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I want you to hold me accountable. And they're very, very successful, you know, people. And I want you to hold me, you know, accountable. I'm going through a hard time right now. This happened and that's happened. And then, you know, I don't need anything from you guys besides love. And to, and for you to tell me that I can do it because I need I need to be told that. Dude, sometimes you just need encouragement. Right. And the word encouragement literally means to add courage to. Right. I tell people all the time, if you don't believe in yourself, borrow some of mine. Right. If you don't have enough courage, you can borrow some of mine because I believe in you. I remember you and I, it's probably been a month or so ago, I was watching a couple of your Instagram posts. And just do the authenticity so strong in that you and I had a, co- a phone conversation about having to let go of employees in your company Yeah, and how hard of a decision 
that is that you have to make, oh my goodness, here's where we are. Here's where the economy is. RV, RV business as a whole, that vertical's gone down. Right. And I've got, I've got to make some decisions for the good of our company. Right. And just listening to the, really the anguish in your voice of having to make that decision on behalf of the company. And these are the things that I have to do. They're right. But man, they're really hard. Yeah. It, it's not easy. Like I did not get in the business to do that. Right. Yeah. I don't think anybody does that. And I, I feel like if you, if you love to do that, like there's kind of something wrong with you, but they're but like, you got to do what you got to do. And you got to look at like, what's, you know, for the company, you know, like I, and it's hard because there's some things that I want to look at selfishly, right? Well, like, what is the best thing for me? And I remember talking with my wife and I'm like, well, this, you know, this path is the best for us, that this path is probably the best for the company. And like, like going back and forth between like, you know, well, it's like our thing. We started this, we did all this. I put all the blood, sweat and tears in it, but like, this is really like, you know, for the company. And, you know, I, I kind of, I feel like I've merged a little bit of that path together yeah. to figure out what's best for everybody. Um, but it, but it's hard and, you know, having to make, have those conversations and it, it sucked because not only did we have to have those conversations with people, I was so sick. I couldn't get out of bed. So my yeah. team had to do it without me and I can call and I'm like, dude, I don't want to do it today. I don't want to do it today. Let's wait a week, wait a week, wait a week. And my team's like, we don't have a week. We have to do it today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I can't eat. I don't have a voice. Like, you know, I'm, dying at home. Like I got yeah. a fever, like all this stuff is happening. I can't leave. And they're like, just, we got you, man. Like, this is like, you're good. You know, you know, the one thing you say that, and you talk about that and you to go back to what you were talking about, about pace and some of the guys last weekend, authenticity attracts the right people. Right. I heard, I did an event with Bradley. Gosh, it's been October will be two years. So it's, it's been two years, almost this next, this next month. I did an event at Brad's space, Brad and I did together. And it was my first event that Gary Brecka, who's a dear friend of mine, Gary came and he spoke at every event that I have. And he's part of our mastermind and, and speaks right. at my create conference. And, you know, for those of you guys, I may not know him. He's the number one biohacker in the world partners with Grant Cardone and 10 X health systems. And uh, I'll never forget when he got up, he shared that day. He talked about a scientific study that had been done about how we emit electromagnetic frequencies Mm -hmm. like literally as human beings we emit a frequency and an energy and he talked about how they measured this and the number one the number one the highest frequency that we emit is authenticity and authenticity comes when we have an understanding and a knowledge in a subject and a deep belief and passion in it right and when you have that and you couple those two things together dude that's why we talked about this earlier off air when you walk into a room with people who are authentic, dude, you, you can feel it. Right. Like, man, this, this guy really does want something for me and not from me. Right. This individual really is getting on Instagram when it's supposed to be, Hey, let me tell you how awesome. My life is, let me show you my plane and let me show you my friends and let me show you my Vegas trip. And let me, Hey, let me tell you what I had to do this week. Right. And I had to let 33 employees go. Right. Dude, it's, it sucks. Right. It's, it's terrible. But not only is authenticity, Gary said that day, the highest frequency that we emit it's the most sought after that we have as human beings. Right. And I think people search for that, right? Because I think, I think people are tired of kind of the fake, but like the problem is that I think that a lot of people don't know, like don't know what's real and don't know what's not real. Right. right? Especially, you know, until you get into the green rooms or backstage Mm -hmm. or, you know, you're talking with people or, you know, really um, people open up or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they don't, they don't know. Like there's, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, say, but there's a couple of people this weekend that spoke on that stage that are literally going backstage saying, I might lose my company this week. Mm. I'm like, that sucks, man. Um, but and he's like, it's hard to speak and 
be this motivator and do all this stuff, but then face on like, we know the, the, the future of the company. Man, I saw, I saw a TD Jake's video this morning, this morning talking about that. Really? And he said, some of you guys, what did he say? He was, he's talked about leadership. The whole premise of his talk this morning, I, I literally, when I got in the shower before I came over here, I just looped it and I just kept playing it over. It was like a, probably a 45 second little reel. It really? just, it played for 10 minutes straight in my, really? and I was like, Oh my gosh. But basically he was talking about, you know, your level of impact is going to always equal the level of pain you're willing to, to tolerate. Right. What's your pain tolerance? Right. Because it, it, you're, somebody is going to have to pay the price to be able to help other people around them. Right. And he talked about how when, you, when God's called you or gifted you to be able to help people, there's a breaking that comes for you. in your. I look, I look at my past six months of my life, and I'm like, I went through two relational things in my life that just, just literally yesterday, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I lost my best friend. Oh, my gosh, I broke up with a woman I've loved more than any woman I've loved in my whole life. Like, that's huge. Right. Like, and, I, and, and then going kind of inside and going, okay, why? What happened? Where did I need to work on this? And then that entire process, I've got one of my five affirmations, Jason, that says I am whole. I choose to use past pain to help others find healing. Right. Like, dude, I'm going to use what I go through because there's purpose in your pain. I'm going to use what I go through to help other people. And that's probably what I love about what you're doing is that you actually, you embrace that, dude. No, it means a lot. And, and it's, I would rather go through the pain and the suffering than watch other people do it. Yeah. Like, I'm the guy that, like, gets offended if you don't call me. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, why, like, yeah. why, why didn't you call me? I could have helped you. Why do you want to? Like, dude. Like we're all here to help each other. Like a rising tide raises all ships and it's almost like a, you know, a, a receding tide lowers all shit. Like we got to, we're in this together. Like, you know, I, I, I'm the guy that's like, Hey, like hit me up anytime. And then I mean it because I really want to be there and, and, and help or guide in any way I possibly can. Even with, with just dumb thing. Like people be like, Oh, I'm starting a business, you know, you know, insurance as well. Like I've, you know, for many, many years, I've been going through a million insurance presentations. I'll tell you what works with like, at least my opinion on some stuff, just simple stuff, um, you know, how to do with this or how to do with yeah. that or employee benefits or, you know, leases or broker, like all these, there's, there's so many things that I'm like, just like, let's just help. Like, I'm not selfish with that. I, I want to help other people yeah. and I'll be authentic and I'll, and I'll be the guy that's like, Hey, I don't know. Like, I'm very self-aware of telling people that I don't know. Like, I'm not the fake until you make it. I'll have confidence in, right, you know, right, what right. I'm saying until, until I make it. But it's important that like people don't, you know, one, you know, over leverage themselves financially, but the over leverage themselves, you know, as a, as a person in their knowledge of being like, Oh, I know I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. And then it's almost like a four-year-old. I do it myself. Right. Okay. Just go do it yourself. Let me know how that works out for you. Right. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, and then those over promises and undelivering and then trying to be something that you're completely not. And, and that's me. Like I was, I was being some, some corporate guy that I never dreamed of being. I wanted to be my mom and dad. And I wanted to be home and I wanted to be with friends and family. I wanted to travel. And my dad owned a lot of different companies. Now, it took him a long time to get there. Um, but I didn't want to just sit in an office all day for eight hours a day, just looking outside, wishing I was outside. Right. And that's kind of I got in this spiral of like wanting growth, one growth, one growth, because every time that you're on Instagram and, you know, every time that you're on stage, and like, I just bought another dealership and I just bought another dealership. We just did another 10 million in sales and this and that and the other When you really it doesn't matter. Right. Dude, my, my first create conference I did in Atlanta in January of 2022. So I've known John, John Maxwell, and I've been friends for about 25 years. And um, so John speaks first. I let John open up 
the he actually spoke the night before, did our, our CEO breakfast, and he opened up the conference. He's opened up two years in a row for me. Wow. Then I came up and spoke behind John, and my whole talk was, hey, guys, I, I just want to pull the curtain back for you real quick. This looks super sexy. I've got a live band. I've got John Maxwell. I've got Jesse Itzler. I've got Ed Milet, Brittany Burchard, all these guys that are friends of mine. Can I tell you about three weeks ago when I woke up at 2 a.m. wondering if I had what it took to pull this off? Right. Bro, you could have heard a pin drop in the room. They were right. like, what? I right. said, can I tell you about four weeks ago when I was wondering? I mean, I had invested about 250, 300 grand in pulling this event off. Mm -hmm. I have I had $17,000 left in my account. Wow. I don't even have enough to I don't even have enough to take care of the rest of the event if we don't sell these tickets. Wow. Like you want to talk about going all in? And man, those people looked at me. <laughs> we had about, I think we had 165 people in the room for the very first one we did. Doubled it this past year, like That's 350, awesome. 360. They're looking at me like, this is not what I expected to hear at a quote unquote motivational entrepreneur conference. Right. But it's real life. Right. Like, let me tell you the risk I took. Let me tell you what I walked through. If you want to do something great, it's going to cost you. Yep. Now you can circumvent that through relationships. Right. Because, dude, proximity. I was on the phone with Randy Garn yesterday. That's why I came here. Right. Literally, I was scheduled to go to Funnel Hackers in Orlando with a couple guys on my team. Already had my tickets bought. Right. And Randy's like, dude, you need to be in Utah. Okay. Right. Canceled my flights. Called you. Yep. Called Jimmy Rex. I'm like, dude, I'm coming in town. Can we do a podcast? Love it. You're like, yeah, I can do it in the morning. Okay, let me change my flight that I already booked to come yeah. now in the morning, and I'm gonna and I'll fly in last night. I got landed at like 11:30. Yeah, and you text me like 1:30 in the morning. I was already, uh, <laughs> I was you know up with I the baby. I just got into bed. I'm like, dude, I'm exhausted, but I got to go work out in the morning. Right. No, I but love it, it. But the relationship, dude. I'm telling you, the proximity of being around people, um, and it, and there's a couple things that you get from people. Like you may get, hey, this is this is. My mentor and coach, Sean Lovejoy, told me 15 years ago, he said, Ken, I'm in your life to have a 10,000-foot view of what's going on. Right. I see the landmines and potholes that are coming down the road that you don't see because you've not been down this road before. Right. So mentors and coaches can give you a couple things. Relationships, just like we have. Sometimes they're going to give you insight. Hey, try this. I need an insurance company. Oh, great. Here's the person you need to. Right. We do this. My favorite part about our mastermind is when I have a, a, a business owner or a couple that own a business together – and they're in front of 50 to 60 of the top entrepreneurs in the country. And they're like, I need a fractional COO. Boom, here's your name. I right. need a this. Here's your person. Right. And just watching that happen or somebody going like you, and I had to let go of 33 employees. Right. And then just watching a community wrap their arms around them and really just encourage and breathe life back into them. See, and that's what I believe. Like, that's what I love what you're doing because a true mastermind is, I don't care if there's 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, like, like some people, like, yeah, numbers are great, but like the collaboration of a mastermind, right? Because a lot of these masterminds are so like self-centered around an individual. Yeah. They're so self-centered around like every call is this person just yelling at me every call. And it's like, okay, like I, I can only hear, you know, so much of this right. same person yelling at me every call, right? And it's like, you know, there's, there's motivation, there's tactics, like there's all kinds of stuff that I think, you know, really bring in a, a true mastermind, like you're saying. Like there's, you know, the talks that you can do it. But there's a talks like, here's how you're going to do it. You know, you want to be in, you know, real estate is how you're going to do it. Or, you know, you're, you're building a company. Okay, you're going to need the, you know, going to need CFO or this or that. Okay, you can't afford a CFO because they're really expensive. So you're going to need a fractional one or you can use these different companies or outsource. Like, there's a tactical way to do it. But, and then there's collaboration, right? Like, I don't want to have all the right answers because then it's all based on me. A if you have all the right answers, you're in the wrong room. Right. And I, I want to, I, you know, like, 
then it's all superstar based and then everything rise and falls on me. Right. But if it's all about collaboration and helping people, then it's fun. Then it's networking. Yeah. And then it's those conversations like, wait, like you own this, I own this. How can we collaborate? How can we get together? Like, and where the point of the, the, the mastermind is how can we work together? What can we do for each other? How can we level each other up? Like, I love those texts. It's like, Hey man, we need to connect on how to help each other. Like, what can we do for each other? How can we do this? How can we do that? Like, what do you need from me? Like, I can help you do this. I can help you do that. Like it's true collaboration with people get together instead of just a, you know, like a self-centered, all about me, all about this, all about that, the glitz and the glam. Like, there's not a lot of, like, like, I love, like, there's a lot of, like, you want to have fun, obviously. Right. But, like, I've been in a couple of masterminds where I'm like, I, I don't really know what I, I don't know what, really what I learned. And, like, what you they, like, you. half tried to force us to network with each other. But then it was really all about them, like, well, it's on the stage be. and the power. Again, it's authenticity. Right. And it's the room. It's like we were talking earlier about when you walked in my green room in Dallas at Create back in July, you've got Brenda Bouchard, Erwin McManus, Gary Brecka, you've got Vic Keller, you've got all these guys. Dude, Brendan's just sitting there having lunch with two of my CEO ticket holders. They're just right. hanging out. Vic's over here having a conversation with Gary Brecka on something they're working on together. Right. You know, Randy Garn's in the room as well, and Randy's having a conversation with somebody about something he's doing with with Dean Graziosi. And it'll right. just you're just watching these people network. And it happens because the leadership really exemplifies and lives out a, a life of authenticity. Right. And, you know, we like we were talking before and there's a lot of people that there's some people that we know that are, you know, extremely famous all over the world, all over stages yeah. that it's kind of all about them, all about, you know, making sure they get paid all about all about making sure that everything happens perfect for them. And this and that, like they're not flexible with anything like, you know, and then you have people like like Brennan. Brennan is one of the most amazing, amazing human beings yeah, I have yeah. ever met in my life. Like when we were at Ed Milet's house, I mean, like I was saying off air, we were talking about he lives in Napa. And I was, well, I was talking about going to Napa because we were, we were flying on our, or he, he, he was, uh, I think he like chartered a plane and it, whatever. And he was like, yeah, I'm flying back to Napa. And I'm like, oh, man, man, I'm going there like next week for my, my, my dad's birthday, like big bucket list. Like I know nothing about it. I don't, I don't know what it looks like. I don't even know what's going on. Like, I just booked a random hotel that I think looked cool. And then, you know, some wineries that we like. And then Brendan's like, <laughs> you know, what did you book? And I was like, you know, to kind of telling him everything. But he's like, don't go to that one. Don't go to that one. Don't go to that one. Go to this one. Go to this one. Go to that one. Like, I'm like, wow. And then he's like, give me your phone. He threw his number in my phone. And yeah. then he's like, hit me up. And I'm like, dude, you're Brendan Bouchard. And he was like, <laughs> he, I was, he's like, dude, like if I have time, like, we, yeah. maybe we can catch a dinner. He's like, but I'm, I'm pretty busy. Cause he, that's when he was coming out, you know, working on his, yeah. uh, is a app and different things growth day yeah. yeah and he's like you know he's like but all so he hooked us up with a great itinerary of uh, restaurants and different things like these little little restaurants that you would never know existed especially being not local right and it means a lot like like and i'll always you know not that he'll may, may never need me probably not but like i'll always be you know a fan of that and then you like listen more right because yes, it's like do. the people that authenticity draws right? people in dude right. i'm telling you it's like if there's a secret sauce, it's that. And here's the thing. You can't fake authenticity. Right. You can't try to be authentic if you're really not authentic. Right. If, you want, if you're transactional and you're not relational, you can't fake that. Right. Like people, they sense, oh, this dude's trying to sell me something. Right. This chick's trying to get something from me. Yep. You just know it. Yep. Yep. And then you can even tell like even some, some people, are like, oh, yeah, like you can totally tell that they just did this for the money. They came in, right. set, a, set a spiel, and then bounce. Right. And, you know, you can feel that from stage. You can feel that from Instagram, especially if you see them one way, then their Instagram saying another. And I'm like, that's not even that. that right. It's not even, you know, driving. Right. Like, they don't even look the same. Like, it's not an alignment. Yeah, not definitely not an alignment. Yeah. And 
but those people that you're like, I, I know that that is them. Like how, how you see him is how, you know, he is or she is. I mean, I, I love that. So you know, you're going to, here's the deal. You're going to have those type of people in your life. I don't care who you are. A good friend of mine who's in my mastermind had her own mastermind in Dallas. She called me one day on a Tuesday in her car sobbing. She's bawling. I'm like, girl, are you okay? Everything okay? She goes, yeah, I did my mastermind this weekend and had two of my friends in and, you know, they weren't supposed to pitch from stage and they pitched anyway. And then my coach, who's the one that said, don't let anybody pitch, he pitched. Really? Yeah. At, I mean, this is somebody she's paying. Right. He pitched. So I just got off the phone. There was a lady who said she wanted to sign up for a mastermind. And when I called her, she said, well, I signed up with your coach instead of you. And it just crushed her. And I told wow. her, I said, I said, girl, listen, let me tell you what you just learned. God, God, God taught you early that some people are going to be for you and some people aren't. Right. Some people are all about themselves and you learned early. Right. So now you know what? You move on and those people are going to drop out of your life, which is exactly what God needed to do to be able to take you where he wanted you to go. Right. Because those people were only hanging around you to get kind of the crumbs that fell from you right. so they could grow themselves. It had nothing to do with you. Right. I want to ask a question in the, in the most painful times in your life, because, you know, we were talking, you, you had a lot of, a lot of painful times. How, I guess, how have you been able to like recover, like, like mentally, like how, how have you been able to like mentally strong? Cause a, a lot of pain and agony, like put it, put it. To, so my wife just, we just had a baby a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. And she did 26 hours, all natural. Like she will, So she wanted to, you know, have a baby all natural. It ended up working great, which, you know, long story. Um, but she labored 26 hours unmedicated just by herself. Um, you know, and she was having contractions every two minutes, like intense contra contractions. Like it was kind of wild. She, she was listening to like this Christian hypnobirthing tracks. And I can almost say it because she was yeah. bouncing on the ball in our bedroom for 26 hours going through this. Like she basically hypnotized her and didn't really say anything all that long. Cause we went to the hospital. They told her she could go home. So we went home. She's still having contractions. She's bouncing on the ball and she just got into the zone. And then, you know, I ended up taking her back to the hospital and then she got out of her zone. She's, and she's, she's, she'll say this. Like I got, she got, I got out of my zone and the pain just came. Mm. And she's like, she's like, I never realized how like mentally, like mental pain is. Right. And so, you know, I kind of look at that in life of like, you know, it's this, it, this whole mental game of like the struggles of, you know, the rises and falls and rises and falls and expands, contract people doing things or saying things and this and that. So I want to like, ask you, you know, that, that mental recovery or, yeah. or like saying the, the mental strength that you've been able yeah. to, to keep. And then honestly, like, you know, we're like men don't talk about also the lack of keeping, but then, you know, recovering from that. Yeah. So number one, it's hard sometimes. We've, we, I think we talked about that earlier. Which is why when I when I when I started GSD Master all the things that we do, I, I I developed what we call our core five: faith, health, relationship, business, and finances. And it all starts and ends for me as a man of faith. It right. all starts and ends with me with my faith. Right. Then it goes to my health. I've lost eighty pounds in three years. Wow. Then it goes to my relationships. And it's funny, my good friend Anthony Truck said to me last year, year before last, but it was that probably at Create in uh, in January. And he said this, he said, Ken, he goes, he goes, I bet if you tracked your health journey over the past three years, your business growth is almost mirrored. It. And it's exactly wow. what happened. Right. Like, but it all started, it all started with my faith component. 
Even this morning when I was praying before I came over here, I was in the shower. I told you I was listening to T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. On, on, I had it on loop, dude. And uh, I'm listening to T.D. Jakes, and I'm just like, it hit me. Man, you've lost two very, very important relationships in the last four months. It's huge. Like, how are you processing through that? And I'm just like, God, you know, you know my heart. Right. God, you, Scripture says that the footsteps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. God, I trust you. It may not feel good. It may not. It may not. Um, it may not sit well with you. One of the other things, dude, for the last year and a half, well, I mean, I've been doing therapy my entire ever since I've been gave my life to Christ at twenty five years old. But man, the last year and a half to two years, I've really, I've really dove deep into therapy. Like, really? yes, I sat with, I sat with my therapist two years ago, and first visit with Maxine, she's really, really cool. I call her. Um, she's like a mild version of Medea. She's an older black lady. She's funny. She's so funny. It. And uh, y'all walk in the office. You're like, hey, you and Jesus doing this week? You good? You've been praying in the spirit this week? You and Jesus good? That's what she does. She's hilarious. I love so it. So I walk in and we sit down my very first visit. And she looks at me and she goes, she goes, Ken, she goes, tell me your story. Born in Detroit, raised in Pontiac. Parents got divorced when I was eight. Mom moved us to Georgia uh, in second grade from sixth grade to my senior year of high school. I moved back and forth to my dad six different times. Wow. She's writing down. I said, I went to 12 schools in 12 years in six different high schools. Wow. And she's writing in a notebook, and she looks up, and she goes, Honey, why do you want to move so many times? And I said, I didn't have a choice. If I ever got in trouble, my mom would tell me to go pack a bag. And I had 24 to 48 hours, and I was on a bus, a plane, and my dad was on the way to pick me up from Michigan. Wow. And I've had two aha moments in my life. One's when I gave my life to Christ in August of 93 in this moment. And she looked at me, Jason, and she said, well, how do you think that's had an effect on you and the women who you're supposed to, and you trusting the women who are supposed to protect and love you your life, in, your, in your whole life? Right. And I was like, wow. And I literally, three weeks ago, I was in San Francisco with a girl I was dating at the time. We had an argument. She just picked me up at the airport. Dude, we weren't in the car 15 minutes. Picked me up at the airport, had an argument. I made her pull over at a gas station in downtown San Francisco. I got my suitcase out and I left. So here was a 53-year-old man living out the trauma of a 13-year-old boy, except now the woman in my life is not going to tell me to leave. I'm going to leave before she tells me. Right. So how do I process through all this stuff? <clears throat> Therapy's huge because that was an aha moment. So right. then I spent, I spent a year and a half, almost two years, walking through what it looks like for me to be healed on right. the inside. My therapist, Lauren Zoller, is like one of the top somatic therapists in, in, in the country. Dude, she's taught me how to control my nervous system. I don't to where I don't get... I don't get elevated. If I don't want to get elevated, I don't. I don't. I don't react. I respond. Right. I don't just. Boy, I'm telling you, back in the day, bro. Woo! It was. I could get yeah. ugly quick. Right. But just doing the work, just doing the work, and then obviously that coupled with my faith, and just really trusting God. Right. Okay, God, I trust you. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I had a really good friend of mine who lost her job this week. I called her on Sunday. I was like, "How are you doing?" She goes, "I'm good." She goes, "I'm just trying to figure it out." And I said. Listen, you, you may not figure it out. Right. There may not be an answer. You may just, she's a, she loved Jesus. I said, man, you may just have to trust God. Right. And just walk through the process. But I promise you, one day down the road, you'll look back and go, ah, okay, I see what God was doing. In my right. Life. No, I, I love that. And one thing, and, and I know you're a minister, so I want to ask you this specifically. So a lot of, you know, people out there be like, you know, just, just, just trust God and it'll happen. Trust God, it'll happen. Trust God, it'll happen. Trust God, it'll happen. What, what, is, what is your take on, you know, action? Right. And like, 
God-given talents and abilities and or just like posting up on a couch just praying all the time hoping something you know a a big bus full of uh, success comes up to your door because you know number one it's not coming right it's not coming in the very in the very when if you if you're familiar with scripture um, for those of you guys that may not the very first book in the Bible is called Genesis and it's literally the story of creation and you see in verses one through three one through four about how God saw the earth and it was void and without form. And then he breathed like right. he created. He's a creator. I mean, right. the entrepreneurial spirit you have on the inside of you comes from God. Right. The entrepreneurial spirit to create and form vision comes from God. The ability to be able to see something that's not there and that thing and that thing come to pass, just for some people that may not be able to get that part of it, I flipped a lot of houses in the day because I've been doing real estate now for 25, 30 years as well. Right. I walked into a house in Georgia in, in um, right outside of Atlanta with my partner. And this place was nasty. I mean, cigarette smoke stains on the ceiling, the carpet. It was, I walked in the house. I didn't see the house like it looked. I saw the house with hardwood floors, whole house painted, granite countertops, new ceiling. I saw what the house looked like being done like i had the vision to be able to do that right man you can you can prayer is a huge part of it waiting sometimes is a huge part right because sometimes if god gives us what we want and we're not ready for it it will the weight will crush us right but you have to be in action and love him or hate him uncle g mr grant cardone's been a good friend of mine for over three years now and the one thing that i learned from grant was man it is about action right you've got if there's something on the inside of you that you know God's put on you, there's a vision, there's a dream, you must take action. Right. You're not going to, Jim. one of my favorite Jim Rohn quotes, speed increases focus. Right. Like the more you start to move towards that vision God's put in your heart, the more things come into focus. You're like, ah. Oh. When I started GSD, it, was an, it, was, it literally was an answer to COVID. It was an online 12-week community for $400. Right. And then I'm like, oh, we need to do we need to do this like long term for a year basis. I went to Grant's Mastermind. Oh, I need to do online courses on mindset, strategy, and leadership development. Oh, I need to do a live event in October of 2020 when nobody was doing live events. Right. I had 29 people go to a cabin in Nashville and wow. paid a thousand dollars. Had Anthony Trucks come in and myself and another friend, and we just spent two days helping them walk through faith, health, relationship, business, and finances. Oh. I don't need to do just a live event. I'm going to do one with Brad Lee. Oh, you know what? I'm now I'm going to do a conference called Create in Atlanta with John Maxwell and Jesse Itzler <clears throat> and a lot of my friends. And we're going to do, we're going to blow this thing up. And it's just been step by step by step by step. But none of that happens if I don't take action. Right. No, I love that because it's, it's, it is the action. And it is, you know, it's like it, it, God puts that on your heart or that, that vision. It says in the Bible, like, uh, uh, men without or the people without vision, people perish. Or, or uh, yep. I'm, I'm butchering it. No, um, it's where there's no vision, people perish. Yeah, where there's you, no vision. You want to know perish. what's crazy about that scripture? I've been, I've obviously, I've been in ministry for 50, half the last 25, 30 years. Right. So, I mean, I've I preached that that passage a lot. That the word in, in the Old Testament's in Hebrew, so you can take a Hebrew word and it can mean an entire sentence or a paragraph. Right. For us, that word perish in the in the Old Testament, some of the some of the different laws, if you committed murder, if you murdered somebody, one of the punishments for you was they would literally strap the dead body that you murdered to your body 
until wow. the decomposing flesh and the rotting body would overtake your body and cause you to get sick, ultimately causing you to die as well. Wow. Could you imagine dying that way? That would be the most miserable. That's that's the word picture. When you see that word perish, where there's no vision, people perish. That's that's the exact word picture they're trying to get to you. Wow. It is a slow, painful, agonizing, regretful death. Wow. But dude, the opposite of that is, I can't have vision. I don't care. If you're a stay-at-home mom and you want to have an Etsy store or you want to sell on eBay, it doesn't have to be this big grand thing. You don't have to have a, you know, one of the largest RV companies in America. You don't have to have that. Right. You don't have to have the number one entrepreneur conference for faith-based entrepreneur. You don't have to have that. Right. What is it God's asking you to do? Take action. Right. Do it. We're so afraid sometimes, Jason, that we don't have all the answers. Guess what? You're never going to have all the answers. There are times right. I look and I go, dude, how, how in the world did I do this? I mean, it's, it, it, again, it always goes back to when I, I need answers, it always goes back to, to the people. Right. The Randy Garns, the Vic Kellers, the Sharon Lecters, the, uh, the different people that I know and have Grant Cardone's. It goes right. back, Bradley's. It goes back to guys. I pick the phone up and I go, dude, hey, this is what I've got. What are your thoughts on this? Right. They're like, yeah, dude, here's what I do. Boom, boom, boom. I need to see if I need a, a, a fractional COO. Pick the phone up, call the guy. Yep, boom, this guy. Just hired him first of September. Wow. And it's been a game changer for That's him. awesome. Yeah, same same yeah. here. CFO is definitely changed the game. But it's having the courage to make those phone calls, right? And But then it's having that friendship, like a true friendship and true, uh, you know, like just just being authentic yourself and say, hey, yeah. like I'm having this problem. What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? And because some people just have such an ego that they can't make those phone calls. They don't want to make those ego or those phone calls. And, you know, sometimes they'll hold on so long because they have such a, a big ego that it ends up imploding when all they should have done is, you know, made some you know, phone calls and made some changes and would have, would have. The entrepreneurial road is hard when you have an ego, man, it is laced with landmines and potholes. Right. It makes it so much harder than for you just to go. Because the group of people that we spend time with, we're going to hang out with Randy Garner this week and and Jimmy Rex and my good buddy Stephen Scoggins, who's in town, and Coach Dar. They're amazing human beings. Right. Like, they're amazing human beings. And if you go, Tiff Peterson, I, Tiff called me yesterday, and she's like, hey, would you pray for me? I'm sick. She's had some kind of chest cold for like two weeks. I picked the phone up. I hit record, and I'm like, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I just prayed for her for right. like two minutes. She literally texted me back. She's like, I'm crying. Like, that moved me so much. Well, when you get around the right people, it literally is like it's wind in your sails. I love Again, that. the word encouragement means to add courage to. Right. When I encourage you, dude, I'm letting you borrow some of my courage. Right. No, I love that. And, like, that's such a great life lesson for anything that we do in, in, in business and in life with relationships, with spouses, anything. Like, you know, some like you said earlier, some people just need some encouragement. And, yeah. you know, I was uh, – I was – uh, texting with Andy Purcell last night and you know this like limitless I was like I don't really need you know need to yeah. go like you know I need someone dealership specific to help me and all these things like I have belief I had motivation I have all this stuff which which I do um but there's some things some of those speakers said and you know specifically Andy when he you know he was talking about it being hard and you know 10 years he did he, you know his biggest year didn't make a dollar yeah just in 10 years yeah and I'm like man like that's like <clears throat> I'm I'm going through nothing. I mean, talking about him getting stabbed in the face multiple times and in the back and different things, like all the challenges that he went through. And then now look at him. 
And, you know, and I was like, Hey man, like, you know, thank you so much for, for those words. I honestly like wasn't expecting to listen. And that, that sounds bad, but like I'm, I'm searching for, you know, so specific, what you need. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. which I still do need help with that. But like, you know, I really needed to hear that. And then I got the opportunity to go hang out with, uh, the Macklin twins that are with the Andy Elliott and Elliott group. They're, you know, big sales guys and go to a dealership that, um, you know, here locally, they did a sales training at. and the number one sales guy. He sold 15 cars this month so far. The number one sales guy is 100% deaf. Wow. Like 100% deaf. Their number one sales guy, this car dealership, 15 cars a month, was making you know, multiple six figures selling cars in 100% deaf. Wow. He's got an AI tool that he talks with you back and, back and forth on his phone. So we're doing this big rah-rah sales meeting, and he's just kind of standing there looking at his phone. And like he would smile and you know, give a thumbs up and things like that. But apparently he's got this whole charade program and like jokes in his app and like different things that he sells cars. And I'm just, like, awesome. I was reflecting on, on Sunday after the event, after Andy and after, you know, going to that, that sales meeting, I'm like, man, I have no, no excuse. Yeah. And I was telling our sales guys, you know, yesterday, I was like, you have no excuse. Yeah. Like we, we can do this. You can do this. It's just, it's just that belief, that unwavering belief. But then it's also taking massive action towards the belief. And like, you know, Uncle G says, be obsessed or be average. You've got to have, you know, that, that vivid obsession and that belief and that action to, to go make it happen. And you can't like my, my uncle, you know, very, you know, super wealthy, super wealthy guy told me, Hey, I've never seen anybody fail with a 30 day focus. Mm. If you do every, like, if that is a hundred percent, your focus, nothing else matters. You hyper-focus for 30 days. I mean, obviously take care of yourself, whatever, mm-hmm. but you hyper-focus for 30 days. He's like, I've never seen anybody fail. Yeah. He's like, how can you? If you're working 10, 12 hours a day towards a goal, you, you do that for 30 days, 30 days straight. He's like, I've never seen anybody fail. And I remember, because I was at a you know, tough time when he said that, I don't know, it was a Sunday, Sunday dinner at his house. And like, I went home and I'm like, looked at my wife, I'm like, 30 day sprint right now, everything I do. Like, I mean, I've been letting kind of, my, my, I need to get back in the gym. Like, I, yeah, I, bust, I busted yeah. you on that a little bit last night. I know, <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, I honestly haven't been in the gym. And, I'm and, sitting here looking at John's like, dude, there's no way you haven't been in the gym, bro. Dude, Your arms are huge. Uh, I've been in the gym one time since before the baby was born. And, you oh, know, that's wow. three, three and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's kind of funny because I was uh, talking to uh, uh, Andy Elliott and Aaron Williamson, who, you know, are down in, down in Scottsdale. I'm, or I'm going down to Arizona with them this weekend. And Aaron's like, we got to work out. I mean, it's very regimented workout plan with yeah, yeah. conferences and stuff. It's, it's going to be intense. And I'm like, you guys are going to kill me. I haven't worked out in a long time. And you know, so we'll see how it goes. But it's just that vivid obsession, that unwavering belief that you got to have, um, you know, with, with anything, right? Like, yeah. and it is, it is having that faith that in yourself and the belief in yourself that you can't do it. But it's, it's going to be tough if you don't have that. I mean, Dude, you, just, you just don't quit. You right. don't quit and you surround yourself with people who won't let you quit. Right. That's it. Right. Ken, this has been an amazing conversation. It, it, it's like you are one of the most incredible human beings and that. have the biggest heart that I have honestly ever met in anybody. And, you know, we met that day at Ed's Ed's house and you ended up on our plane and, and flying home yeah. so you could make some other con- It worked out perfect because yeah. I think we flew with Jimmy Rex and Jimmy mm-hmm. Jimmy had to stay back and do something and you hopped on and made your flight yeah. and it all worked out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we've stayed close ever since and you just, like, you've impacted my life in, in many, 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 many ways. And so I just want to say thank you. I, mean, it's, well, I appreciate been, it. Well, I just, I'll say this to you. Um, God's got his hand on you. He really does. He's got his hand on you. There is a, there is a, and it's not even just the guys that are your age or younger, but I think there are a lot of guys that are older than you that are watching you. Like you said, to me, evidence this weekend, all the people that came up to you that are watching your journey, that you give, that you empower or open the door 
to really live an authentic life everywhere, not just not just to their team or not just on Instagram, but literally in their in their whole life, being able to because it, it's it's nothing more than permission. Right. It's like, man, if this guy can do it, I can do it. Right. It's Vic Keller's whole talk at Create this year in in Dallas two months ago was, if I can do it, you can do it. That's right. his whole talk. And so, man, I just want to just want to say hats off to you, bro, for for doing what you do. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you so much. It means a lot. Last question I want to ask you is, uh, what does success mean to you? How do you define success? Well, I tell you, the I walked off a stage in two thousand, my first big stage ever. Uh, about almost 9,000 people right behind John Maxwell. I spoke wow. behind John three times. He sucks all the air out of the room. I'm like, I tell him every year at my conference, I'm like, dude, I'm not speaking behind you anymore. Right. You know how hard it is <laughs> to follow John Maxwell? Oh, yeah. Crazy. He's unbelievable speaker. So I, so I do that, and then my mentor, Jeannie, spoke behind me. And she asked me, she said, do you want to go lunch tomorrow? I said, love to. So we went to lunch, and she sat, we sat down, and she said, I'm going to ask you the most important question of your life. She goes, do you want to be significant, or do you want to be successful? Because wow. they're two vastly different things. When I wrote my book, my book is on significance versus success. Right. Significant leaders build others around them so they can win. Understanding Zig Ziglar is my favorite Zig Ziglar quote. If I open up, people get what they want. Right. Eventually, I'm going to get what I want. Right. Where people who chase success tend to use those around them, and they always leave a trail of damage behind them. Right. So success loosely, um, I, I would say success for me is living a significant life. And literally wanting something for all the people God brings in my life and not something from them. Knowing that, because really my heart is, I said this to you off air, I want to change the way. Somebody asked me this in the last month. You know, Ken, what's your ideal thing? It may have even been, may have been Brendan when we were having a conversation at, at my Create Conference. You know, what, what do you want to be known for? Like at the end, everything's done, dude, you're at your funeral. What I want people to go, man. He helped redefine how people look at the self self development industry. I love that he does it the right way because you can do it the right way and make all the money you want, right? And do to help a help a ton of people in the process. So, right. I would say that what's success? It it really is living a significant life, taking care of my four daughters, my grandbaby that's on the way, my love first it. grandbaby, February the February the tenth. So you. yeah, oh, significance. Ken, that's awesome. I mean that that's a great definition and. I'm, I'm, I'm excited what the future holds. I mean, I, I love watching what you're doing, um, you know, with, with the different conferences and the book and speaking and social media, everything that you, you got going on. It's just, you're an unbelievable person. Uh, if you like this episode, please share it. This is, you know, this is a deep, deep conversation on living a significant life and go follow Ken on social media. Ken Jocelyn. It's a, all right. It's just Ken, Ken Jocelyn. Ken Jocelyn. Yep. Super easy. Ken Jocelyn. Um, you're gonna love his stuff on Instagram. You're gonna love his social media. You're gonna really see him. Really, uh, you know, put some great content out there. Also, has a podcast um, that's out there. What's what's the podcast? As the leader grows. As the leader grows. It's an unbelievable podcast. I got a chance to be on there. And uh, yeah, if you like this episode, please share it, rate it, do all the good stuff, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Culture Camp. Thank you. <laughs>